You're listening to the Straight Up Saints Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back inside another episode of the Straight Up Saints Podcast. It's your host, Chris Rosvogu. And on this episode of the podcast, we're joined by Nader Murphy, host for Sports Overtime on WBOK Radio. First off, Nader, how's everything, man? Oh, man, everything's good. Can't complain. I can't complain, bro. Great, great to hear, especially during these times, man. It's been 2020 has been a ride uh, for sure. So uh, before we get into the really important subject at hand in this country and what's going on, um, I first want to talk about your scoop on Jadavion Clowney and you put out and I'll I'll quote it here for people who missed it. I don't really think many people missed it anyway. That thing blew up. (laughs) He said, I have a a reliable source that confirms the Saints have shown interest in Jadavion Clowney. Numbers have to be discussed and worked out on a one-year deal, which he's willing to take to get a ring and then re-enter free agency. You reported that May 27th, and then three days later, it technically gets confirmed, but you didn't really get full credit at first. So right. I, I kind of want to give you a, a, a double-party question here. One, how did it feel, first off, to just wake up, get that scoop? Because I remember you teased it on Twitter. And then two, yeah. you got unfair backlash about that. People saying, oh, you're making it up. We, do you have sources? So just mm-hmm. take me through all that and how you felt about that whole process. Oh, man, the process was, was pretty crazy, man, because it's like, you know, on Saints Twitter and just people that follow me, you know, they they want people to break the news and give them the insight. But then when you break the news, they give you all this backlash, you know, saying you don't have any sources, you're just making stuff up and things like that. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situation. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I woke up to a text message um, from one of my friends, one that actually – a guy I've been knowing for a long time, and he's actually connected to Jadavian Clowney. Um, so, you know, he reached out to me, and it was actually just like a cordial conversation. And basically, I don't know if you know Chris, but I, I had tweeted maybe like a week or two ago, like, you know, Clowney wants $20 million, that's a lot. You know, he only had three sacks last year, this, 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 that. So the conversation um, ended up being a text message conversation between me and the guy that actually kind of represents him. And uh, and he was like, man, I know you tweeted that a couple of days, uh, uh, like last week, that, you know, Clowney, it, you know, only had three sacks and this, 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 that. He's like, man, do you do you know what's going on behind the scenes? And I'm like, no, what's up? He's like, man, the Saints are really trying to sign Clowney. So, oh, wow. He's like, yeah, they're working hard to get a deal done with him. He's interested in being a Saint. Um, he has, you know, other offers on the table from Tennessee, from um, the Cleveland Browns, but his number one choice is the Saints. He's like, if the money can work, I think, you know, he'll be a New Orleans Saint. I was like, wow. So I asked him, and I was like, you know, is it, is it okay if I, you know, tweet that? And he said, yeah. He said, yeah, man, go ahead. It's definitely true. Um, I talked to Clowney a couple of days ago. So it's like, you know, I know somebody that knows Clowney, who actually represents Clowney. And so when, when I posted it, you know, I didn't post it to get, like, credit or act like I'm adding Adam Schefter or anybody. But it's just uh, something that was brought to my attention, and I wanted to bring it to the Who That Nation's attention. So by doing that, you know, I got a lot of backlash because, you know, a lot of people just want one or two people to, you know, break news as far as the Saints are concerned. And that's cool. You know, I respect those people that do that but at the same time man like it's not just one or two people in the world that have connections you know like I know people from all you know all over the world that know a lot of players that know a lot of agents 
They know a lot of, you know, just people that are close to different players. So, you know, it, it was cool, man. I mean, at the end of the day, I, 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 I like, like, it made me feel good that I got the scoop before everybody else. But also, too, it, it, you know, it kind of pissed me off because it's like, you know, people bring my religion into it, my, my ethnicity, you know, things like that. And it's like, bro, I'm just, I'm just saying what's going on and what was, you know, told to me. So for people to go off on me and say, oh, you don't have no sources in this and don't believe Nader, like, like literally people that don't even follow me were talking bad about me. <laughs> and it's like, you don't even know me, you know, you don't know me. You don't know anything that I stand for. So why would you sit there and, and say, oh, well, I got to wait for somebody to be to, with a blue check to let me know that this is true or not. Okay, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's your preference. That's your take. But at the end of the day, man, a blue check doesn't mean, uh, it doesn't mean nothing to me, you know. I'm verified in life, bro. I'm, I don't need to be verified on Twitter. I'm verified in life. Dude, I, I, I'm not even trying to sound like a snitch or anything right now. I had people come yeah. in my DMs and, like, send me your tweet as if I don't follow you to begin with and, like, interact right. with your account daily. Like, oh, is, is he telling the truth here? And I, I messaged them back. I'm like, look, no one else has reported it, but Nader's not going to put out you know, fake information just mm-hmm. to get retweets. If he wanted to do that, he wouldn't be in the business of being on sports yeah, radio in New Orleans. And, like- that's, and that's, and that's, and that's a good, that's a good uh, point, Chris, because the thing about me, man, is like, you know, I got 12,000 followers on Twitter, you know, um, you know uh, what, maybe four or five years ago, I basically dropped the Atlanta Falcons Mardi Gras parade float. And that, that, that went viral. That went on sports center. Like literally my tweet was on sports center and they were talking about, you know, us making a, a float that says the young in the ring list for when the Falcons lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So that went viral. Um, and then last year, man, last year, December, I had two tweets that went viral. One was, obviously, I know everybody saw it, the Michael Thomas giving the Christmas presents to the kids at Children's Hospital. That, that video by itself got 3.6 million views. And then I also posted the video of Drew Brees sitting in a chair getting a haircut. My cousin cuts his hair. So I posted that video and it got over a million views. Um, that was before the Vikings game in the playoffs. So like, literally in the span of like two, three weeks, I had two, you know, tweets went, that went viral. So it's like, I'm, I don't have anything to prove, man. Like, you know, going viral or being the first to do it or, you know, um, you know, just being, I don't know. I just, it just pissed me off because people were like, man, he's just trying to get retweets. Bro, I have a lot of tweets that got, you know, 10,000 retweets on them. Like, it doesn't matter to me. That stuff is irrelevant. So, you know, but again, just to go back to what we were talking about, again, man, you know, I'll say this. Jadavian Clowney is definitely interested in the Saints. The Saints are interested in Clowney. You know, it it definitely comes down. It definitely comes down to money um, because if you look at the, the whole perspective of everything, the Browns offered him the most money and he turned it down. So when you look at that situation, he wants to be on a contender. He's been on record saying that he wants to play for a contender. He knows that the Saints are a contender. He knows that if he comes to the Saints, you know, he'll be in the rotation with Marcus Davenport. Plus, he knows that Cam Jordan is on the other side of him. So the last time that Clowney really went off is when he had J.J. Watt on the other side of him with the Houston Texans. So he knows what's at stake. He wants to win a ring, and from his perspective, he knows that I have to take a one-year deal. The market didn't develop um, the way he wanted it to because he he had a he had an injury, and so when the injury came out, 
teams kind of backed off of, backed off from him. But at the same time, he knows that he needs to take a one-year deal, prove it deal, and he knows that with the Saints, he can definitely do that, especially, you know, again, with the defensive line that the Saints have, but also, too, with the cornerbacks that the Saints have. Because if the corners are going to be able to cover and hold the receivers, that means he's going to have more time to sack the quarterback. So he knows that he has to get his sack total up, but at the same time, he knows what that can do, what he can do on the Saints team. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I love the fit, too. I mean, Clowney on the Saints, if that were to happen, I think we're all going to mm-hmm. sit here and say, if they don't win a Super Bowl, we're all going to be disappointed. Um, right. So I, I'd love to see it. Um, I want to switch the, the topic here and talk about what's going on. I've seen that you've been very vocal about it, Brian's been very vocal about it, and everyone who has the platform and can be vocal about it has done it. Um, and it's been about the issue, not just of George Floyd's death, but all the deaths that have happened um, at the hands mm-hmm. of police brutality, at the hands of just straight-up inequality in this world, and specifically in this country right now, which likes to claim mm-hmm. that it's number one, but let's be real, it's probably the most right. divided country uh, in the world. And a lot of people, I think, are missing the point right now. And we're turning over and saying, oh, look at these riots. Look at the looting. It's out of control. I don't think people realize if half the world didn't ignore this problem for hundreds Mm -hmm. of years, we would have never got to this point. And I think you put out a tweet today that I loved. And you, you talked about the show and the diversity that Sports Overtime has. People don't realize for you, and I've seen not just over the clowny news, I remember even Last year, you would get, you know, I think you made a comment about something going on in a different country and people came at you for being Palestinian. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah and, and the reality is hate is hate. It, 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 in any form, it's still at the end yep. of the day hate. Um, so I just want your stance on what's going on, man, and, and just what you think about how we can get just, to a better place. Just from my perspective, man, it's just like, you know, it, it's sad. And, you know, it's like, just like you said, man, you know, the United States is supposed to be the best country in the world, yet... We sit here and, you know, we have, you know, everybody against the, I wouldn't say everybody, but a lot of people against black people, you know, you're not supposed to judge people off their skin color, you know, and, and, you know, there's a lot of people that are African-American who are successful in this world, whether, whether it's players, whether it's doctors, whether it's lawyers, like, you know, that's, that's something that you're not supposed to do, you know? So with that being said, man, and just like you said earlier, you know, me being Palestinian, I'm so used to the injustices done to my people overseas that, you know, when this stuff comes out here, you know, it, it, it's like it's like I get a flashback every single time I see that video of George uh, Floyd because they do the same, the Israeli army does the same thing to my people overseas. So it just sucks, man, because it's like whenever you're so, whenever you're frustrated or like whenever this, this these things happen so much and so often that, you know, you do these peaceful protests and you get in the streets and you're holding your signs and you're chanting, you know, what you're chanting, but then yet nothing comes out of it. Nothing comes out of it. You know, nothing comes out of it. The only thing that really comes out of it is that you know the people that are in solidarity with you. Other than that, there's no, there's no changes being made. So now with everybody, you know, looting and breaking windows and, you know, fighting the police and, and doing that, it sucks. It definitely sucks, and I don't condone any violence. But at the same time, you know, people are just tired, man. Like I'm not, I'm not even black, and I'm frustrated and exhausted for the African African American community because it's like, man, enough is enough, man. Enough is enough, you know. Enough is enough. You, you're you're killing innocent people. These people have families. These people have kids, you know. So 
I don't think these cops are realizing that, you know, when they're doing what they're doing. And especially with the George Floyd case, you know, I, I talked about it on the show on Thursday. It's like you guys picked him up off the ground. And instead of picking him off the ground and putting him in the back of the car, you guys still put him on the ground and then put your knee on his neck. Like, come on, man. Like that just shows you their intention. Their intention was to kill him. point blank period. That's, that's what their intention was. Because if it wasn't that way, they would have picked him up and put him in a car. But again, man, just, just everything going around, going on in the world right now, it just sucks, man. It sucks because you have all of these ethnicities and races divided. You know, you have all of these, you know, you have, I wouldn't, I'm not going to categorize everybody in one, but you have a lot of white people that are coming out, you know, saying the N word and, you know, cursing people out and, and, um, you know, just talking bad about the African-American community. But at the same time, man, it's like, that's not, that's not how, that's not how we're supposed to live. You know, when you look at it, when you look at it from a bigger perspective, we're all brothers and sisters, regardless of color, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of anything, you know? And so when you, when you look at it and you say, man, like this is me personally, like I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not the biggest spiritual, spiritual person in the world but I do have God in my life. And the way I look at it, Chris, is that when you die, when you die, right? When you, when you go to heaven or whatever, if you're going to, you know, if, when you go to heaven, do you think when you die, you're going to be worried about if somebody's black, if somebody's white, if somebody's Muslim, if somebody's Asian or, or whatever they are, you think you're going to be worrying about that? No, yeah, of course none not. Of that stuff is, none of that stuff's going to matter. You know what I'm saying? So, if you think like that and you live your life like that, then you won't have any, um, you won't be racist to different ethnicities and cultures and religions, you know? So it's just, it's tough, man. It really is. It's tough. It sucks. And it's, you know, from my perspective, being Palestinian American, like, you know, I was born in the United States, you know, I was born in the United States. I'm Palestinian. But yet, like, even with the clowny news, you know, oh, you're Palestinian. Why should I believe you? Oh, you're this. You don't know shit. You don't know this. You don't know that. And it's like, what does that have to do with anything? If I'm texting the guy that's talking to Clowney, that doesn't like, what is that? What does my religion and my race have to do with anything? You know? And it shows you, it just shows you like everything that's happened on happening with George Floyd. But then when you tie in the situation that I just went through this week with everybody tweeting me these racist, you know, things and stuff like that, it just shows you how divided this country is. Yeah, and, and I think the interesting uh, point about all this is over the weekend, everyone's searching for answers, everyone's looking for someone to put out some type of speech where we have some accountability, some leadership, and I think it's mm-hmm. crazy that we live in a world, and at least this is how I feel, I, I'm not sure, I can't speak for everyone here, there are times, especially right now, where... I'm looking to hear from the DeMario Davises, the Malcolm Jenkins, the LeBron James. I don't give a crap. Yeah, yeah, like I don't give a crap what any politician has to say at this point because mm-hmm. I don't think they're really true leaders right now in today's world. You know, right. when things get tough, and we've seen over the last couple months, things have gotten pretty tough for you for the U.S. Where's the accountability? Everyone's hiding. Um, yep. And and I see over the weekend, I see Malcolm Jenkins joining a protest in Philly. I see DeMario putting out uh, certain tweets. I see Marcus Davenport, who's still, at the end of the day, a young kid, putting out... And he's quiet. Uh, yeah, and he put out a speech that he wrote, I believe, either back in college or back in high school, mm-hmm. and it was great to read. Like, that's the point. And the funny thing is, this, this, whole, this whole 2020 has been, you know, if we're going to summarize it, it's been the year of coronavirus, and that's something new for us. And yet, at the end of the day, the 
the biggest problem in this world is something that should have ended hundreds of years ago. Like it should have never even been an issue um, when it comes down to racism. So I want to ask you real quick, because you brought up mm-hmm. Drew Brees. A lot of Saints fans, they, they've they actually have had a couple of DMs. People asking me, what do you yeah. think about Drew staying silent? I, I, I don't, what do you think about that personally? Honestly, man, I, I think that he should come out and say something, you know, because a lot of Saints fans feel, uh, especially in the, in the African-American community, they feel a certain way towards Drew Brees as far as his political views. And so, again, you know, obviously everybody has their views. They, you know, they vote for whoever they want to vote for. That's what this country is based on. You know, it's about freedom. But at the same time, you know, um, with him, when Kaepernick knelt, you know, he came out right away and was talking about how he doesn't stand for that. You know, his grandfather was in the military and, and things like that. And what Kaepernick was trying to do, he wasn't he wasn't disrespecting the flag. He wasn't that's and he came out and said that he wasn't disrespecting the flag. He was trying to bring, um, you know, he was trying to bring notoriety to what the police were doing to the African American community. And so, with that being said, you know, everybody lashed at him. They they talked bad about him, and you know, they, he lost his job and he got blackballed from the NFL because he stood for something. He stood for something, and he stood for his people. And so, for that being said, it's like. This man lost his job. He was making, you know, $15 million or $13, 14000000 million a year. He lost his job. He, you know, he got blackballed by the NFL. He still, and it's not like he just did it just to do it. He's still doing it to this day. He hasn't been in the NFL for, what, four years? Yeah. Four or five years. And so he's still standing up for justice for, for people, not just, not just African-American people. But people from all over the world, like he stood up and said, you know, I'm with the Palestinian people, too, you know. And it's like if you know if you if you know your history, you know, the injustices that are going on around the world. It's just not here in in the United States. It's all over the world, you know. But at the same time, for that man to lose his job with the money that he was making every single year to stand up for what he believes. I respect that dude a lot. But going back to Drew Brees, Drew Brees definitely needs to come out and say something about this issue and this topic because, again, he was so fast to say, oh, well, I don't, I don't agree with Kaepernick and what he's doing and this, 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 that. But yet Kaepernick was, his message was, please stop killing innocent people. And so now, you know, with all of this happening, he needs to come out as fast as he did with the Kaepernick situation and say, hey, look, man, I know, you know, Cap- what I said about Kaepernick a couple of years ago, was wrong, you know. Now I really understand that the the of you know the message of what Kaepernick was trying to say. I think that would be. I think a lot of people will respect Drew Brees more if he came out and said that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what people have to understand because there's a lot of like there's two sides to this spectrum right now, and some people saying Drew's got to make a statement or he's going to lose my support, and other people saying he doesn't owe anyone anything. The the reality is when you have that big of a platform and Drew's mm-hmm. as loved as he is in Louisiana, um, you got to put something out. And and it's weird too because Drew's a family man; he's got kids. Yeah. He should know and think to himself, and I get it, maybe he's busy, maybe he's working out, I get it, you can set aside 10 minutes to put out a statement. Uh, I mean, Drew was there for everyone when the virus hit. I mean, he donated, what was it, like $5 yeah. million to the state? So, yeah. I mean, he's got to put and out let me, something. And let me say this, and let, and let me say this, you know, for the listeners that listen to your show. I'm not saying, like, nothing bad about Drew Brees. I'm just saying that as our quarterback and as our leader, I think he should come out and say something, you know. It, does he have to? No. You know, that's his own personal, you know, that's his, that's his own thing. But at the same time, I think that he should come out and say something because 
you know, and, and we all know, we know that Drew Brees isn't isn't a racist type of person. You know, I'm not going to sit there and say that at all. I would never say that. I yeah, love of course. Drew Brees to, to death, right? Because, I mean, if you look at it, you know, he's playing on a team. There's a lot of African-American players on the team, you know, and, you know, his kids rock, you know, Ted Ginn jerseys, Mike Thomas jerseys, you know what I'm saying? So that is definitely not the case. But, again, you know, a lot of people don't agree with his political views. I feel like with his political views, you know, his grandparents and the way he was brought up, he's a military kid. You know, it's, it's you know, the the flag and believe in the flag and whatever we need to do to keep the flag up. That's, I think, the image and that's the message that his family has instilled in him. So that's why his political views are, are a lot different than a lot of people. But at the same time, man, as the leader of the Saints and as, you know, as our quarterback, I think that he should come out and address it, not just not just, you know, just to address it, but to address it to the African-American and the minority people that really love Drew Brees, you know? I think that I think a lot of people will respect him even more than they do now if he did that. Yeah, and, and let me throw a little disclaimer here for people. It's not just like Drew Brees. It's, for example, uh, Nick Saban's beloved in Alabama. When Nick Saban speaks, everyone listens over there. And if you have a yep. platform and a voice that people respect enough where you can actually make a change by just simply putting out a statement and directing people to to start spreading love and and not hate do it like take that chance and and it just sucks that we don't see it i see lebron gets criticized by a lot of people and they say you know shut up and dribble that man whether you like oh, him or not and you that. don't have to like I him like i know you're I you're a big that. steph curry guy so you don't even have to to like lebron well, as a basketball even, player not, but yeah it's not even about that it's not even about lebron or steph curry or no or nobody like that it's, you know, when people say stick to sports, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Even even for us, man, even for us that, you know, the guys who do shows and who are on podcasts or on radio shows, it's like, oh, well, we don't want to hear about your political, uh, you, you know, your viewpoint on politics, just stick to sports. And it's like, listen, man, I'm a human being, you know, I'm a human being. I'm Palestinian. Like, I, 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 I have people that suffer injustices, you know. I have people that suffer injustices and I have people that, you know, have gone through a lot in their lives and I've seen people get shot and I've seen people get killed. And I've, you know what I'm saying? So like when you look at those experiences, man, and, and when people say, Oh, just stick to policy or stick to sports, it's like, I'm, I'm more than that. I'm the way I am as a human being. I, I'm more than that. You know, I have a platform, I have a platform and I, I'm going to speak on it. And so, you know, that's the thing, man, that I, that I appreciate the most, is that, you know, me and Brian have a show which, you know, is every Tuesday and Thursdays on WBOK1230.com, 7 to 9 p.m. And we definitely touch on different things. And, you know, with me and Brian, you know, Brian being African-American, me being Palestinian, we put it all together, man, and you get two different viewpoints from two different people who are two different minorities who have two different perspectives on a lot of things, you know, who have seen a lot of things. So I think that's what makes our show rare, man. And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to our show tomorrow because we have two black therapists coming on to talk about, you know, how racism, you know, messes up people's mental, like how, you know, how does it mess up their mental health? And, um, you know, and we're going to talk about, you know, players being inside and, due to the coronavirus and how that's messed you know, minds up. and It's just going to be a fun show tomorrow, and it's going to be a therapy session, and it's going to be really cool. So for everybody that's listening, man, please tune in tomorrow because that show is going to be crazy. Yeah, I was I was literally about to say, actually, before I let you go, I was like, you know, explain to me what, 
we have to uh, what we have on tap for sports overtime. But it's going to be a great oh, show. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it's going to be awesome. Not, I, I, not, not just you, Tuesday, Thursday. I think you guys have a great show lined up. I mean, oh yeah, we have Ali Castle uh, from uh, Bird Right. He's going to be coming on talking about the Pelicans. Uh, NBA season is about to kick back off here, so he's going to be coming in talking about the Pelicans, what they need to do to you know get get one of these uh, spots in the playoffs, and it's going to be it's going to be cool, man. So like, we're just trying to you know definitely touch on the topics that are going on in the world because that's most important, man. You know, there's a lot of people hurting around the world. And so for me and Brian, and even for you, man, like I, I appreciate what you're doing, but for us, you know, we have a platform and we all have a platform. So if we can speak on it and bring, you know, some type of healing to the world, then, you know, why not, man? Absolutely. And look, I'll tell you what, if you guys can, because I thought the first time around the interview was so good, I would love whether it's in a month, you know, a couple of oh, weeks, yeah. two months. If you guys could get Meacham back on the show and just open up, I mean, that that oh, interview yeah. was one of the best that I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, man. Robert Meacham was really cool. Um, that, that interview was really awesome, man. He stayed, you know, usually people stay for like 15, 20 minutes. He actually stayed on for over an hour. And um, he wants to come back on our show once a month. So um, we're definitely going to probably get him on. Maybe, toward, maybe this month we'll probably get him on to talk about everything that's going on in the world. And, and basically, from a player's perspective, you know, what is he thinking? Absolutely. Well, anyway, Nader, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on the show, oh, no problem, letting Anytime. us inside on the clowny news, because whether people want to believe it or not, we've had a couple of people confirm it, and no one mm-hmm. has refuted your report, which for me oh, no. validates it. Yeah, man, nobody has. And, you know, again, man, I'm not going to put something out there that's going to mess up my reputation. You know, if I didn't trust my source, then I wouldn't even said anything about it. But at the same time, man, I, I trust my source. I, uh, and again, my source isn't just somebody that's just random. You know, he definitely is connected to Clowney. So, and, and is talking to Clowney. So, again, it has to come. It comes down to the money, Chris. I just want to put that out there. You know, you know how a lot of people take different things and run with it. Well, you said they were going to sign Clowney. I did not say that. I said that the Saints are interested in Clowney, and Clowney is interested in the Saints. They have to make the money work. Nader is not the person that's negotiating a deal. You know, but if the deal, if the deal does get negotiated, you will be hearing, you will be hearing it from me. Hey, look, you, you better throw a parade on Twitter. If Clowney goes to the saints, uh, I'm, I'm being but, serious. I want you to be as petty as possible. But you, but, you, but Chris, you know what I'm saying? But you know, the thing is, it's, it's kind of like, I, I want to do that, man. But also too, it's like, if I do it and I go too hard with it, then people are going to talk shit about me even more. Like, Oh man, he went in too hard. Or man, he, this guy got one. He got one thing right, and now he thinks he's this. It's like, it, it, no matter what you do positive, man, people always go flip it and try to turn it negative, which that's what's wrong with our society these days, man. Everybody is so focused on, you know, canceling people, uh, you know, being negative instead of saying, hey, man, you were right. You were right. You know, we, we didn't believe you in the beginning, but, man, you were right. You earned my respect. But you'll get people that'll say that, but then you'll get people, oh, oh, you know, this person is better than him. I don't care that he got one right. It's cool. Like, you can't win for lose, man. But at the end of the day, it's not about what people think. It's about, you know, knowing yourself and believing in yourself. And I definitely believe in myself, man. 
Hey, look, I, I believe in it too. Uh, I love what you and Brian are doing. I'm looking forward to Tuesday's show. And for people who are, are not listening to Sports Overtime on a weekly basis, make that a thing and make sure you listen yeah. to this Tuesday's show uh, Tuesday show from 7 to 9 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a great one. Go to either Nader or Brian's Twitter account. Uh, mm-hmm. If you need more information, they'll drop the link for when the shows go live. Uh, it's going to be a little different. Will there be some sports talk? Yes, but like... Like yeah. Nate already said, it's going to be a little bit of therapy, which I think a lot of people can use right now. Um, I'm going to drop the link to w, uh, WBOK's live feed in the description for this episode. Uh, but, Nate, I want to thank you so much yet again for coming on the show. I hope you and your family time, uh, stay safe, stay healthy during these times, and uh, look forward to talking again with you, man. Same here, bro. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. and Keep up the good work, man. Once again, that was Nader Murphick from WBOK Radio. Um, and Sports Overtime is one of the better shows you can get, not just for New Orleans content, which it absolutely is. Just if you want a fun, interactive show with great interviews, which they do every single week, uh, that's the show for you. And I'm going to drop the link to that in the description for this episode, so don't forget to check that. But before I sign off, guys, I just want to make it very clear. If you have the chance to let your voice be heard do it. And, and it's not just about this topic alone, but you know, you really should for this topic. It's about everything in life because at the end of the day, like Nader said, when we're gone, I mean, that's it. You want to make sure you make the most positive impact you can while you're still here. Um, and I think that's important. But for all of you guys right now going through a tough time, I'm with you. I'm thinking of you. Um, if you need my help, please always reach out to me in DMs. I will be there to help whoever needs it. Um, but until then, guys, look for more Saints content and another podcast, possibly later this week around Thursday, Friday. Um, but until then, like I said, stay safe. Do what you need to do to make a difference in this world. And I will talk to you guys on the Straight Up Saints podcast in the near future.